0: Hey, good morning everyone, it's March 11th, 2021, I almost hesitate to put a date on these recordings because if you listen to it much later, you may not be interested because there is a date that is some days, weeks, months, or even years in the past. Anyway, I have this thought for you today, I've titled this, Waning Energy Creates Many Distractions. When I was a young man, or so say many who think about their glory years, I could run all day, night, and skip as much sleep as was necessary to do what I needed, uh, wanted to accomplish. See, I edit the word in process. My mind demanded I rethink the thought to determine if that's what I wanted to say. And before I completed the paragraph, that is a distraction that just drains your energy over time. That being said, as I age, a time of waning energy creates so many distractions, it's hard to keep my focus. The 100 things on my task list jumble themselves magically into an order I did not request nor desire. So how do you live productively when you feel your energy is in a downward spiral? My oh my, what a question. It's even more crucial to think about this during these times of isolation, little family contact, and worrying about the outcome of everything happening. It may be easier than you think, however. Equally, it may be the most difficult thing you've ever attempted to accomplish. That's living productively when you feel your energy is on a downward spiral. The Apostle Paul probably felt this way. And in the way of an evangelist, a missionary, an apostle, and a follower of Christ, he commanded that we should bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5 Capture the thought. Make it a captive that is controlled. Well, sometimes that's easier read than done. So how do you capture your distractions? We all have techniques unique to our personality that we use to capture distractions. As I write this, I'm looking at my desktop. Landline on the right, mobile on the left, both on and ready to distract me with notifications and rings. The coffee cup begs to be picked up. Wait a minute. I'm going to take a sip. A uh, good coffee and the fan needs to be redirected, the computer desktop streamlined, the window is wide open, an incredible 30 degrees of coolness rolls in. Outside, the frost is farming on the grass as the sun peaks over the mountains to the east. See, those are distractions. A boss of mine in Alaska used to say, a clean desk is a sign of an organized person. And to the which his boss said, it simply shows me you have nothing to do. Perhaps you need a distraction-free zone. When I'm thinking about my schedule, a project, or planning some event, I find it's a must to grab a favorite pen, highlighters, my notebook of graph paper, and retreat to a quiet corner where I can think and note my plan. Okay. Add some coffee to the mix and I'll fly through the process. Have you ever watched a young person do homework or play a video game? They seem to enjoy distractions, or at least some of them do. I can't handle them. Don't talk to me. Turn the music off. Let me focus, focus, focus. Where's my Bose noise-canceling headset? Maybe some blinders will work. This morning, my iPad is open to a website that allows us to schedule our vaccination that is all the rage these days. Every few minutes, I refresh the page to see if the registration has opened. It's supposed to, you know. With only 750 potential openings, we are simply one among thousands waiting weeks upon end for an opportunity. So this is a full-time search while trying to be focused on other necessary task. One thing I've learned, and it only come, and only works some of the time, if you will learn to focus on the quick tasks first, easy wins, knock them out, get them done, that will generally clear the path for better focus on main tasks. Still I learned to give myself only so much time to clear the easy wins off the plate, else everything more important may never get done. That's talking about priorities. Dave Ramsey's snowball method of controlling debt payoff works something like this. Knock out the small balances first, then you can roll those newly released dollars and pay off the next largest debt. See? Snowball. If it works for debt payoff, it should work for your personal schedule. Along the way, if something shows up on my radar, I jot it down to not forget anything so I'll remember to handle it later. Sometimes I have scraps of paper filling my pockets and on my desk. I find when I revisit them, well, they're not important enough to worry about or someone else has already taken care of it, even myself. But writing them down keeps me from worrying about the thought of what I forgot. You need to know your limits. I've had to span months and years from beginning to end through my years of managing projects, milestones, celebrate the wins and recover from the losses. Enjoying the path, the journey, is more important than simply celebrating the destination. Since my marriage goal is 65 plus years, there are many stops along the way that we celebrate to the ending of our time arrives. We're not much into spotlighting birthdays and anniversaries. We find those wins we choose to celebrate. When there's a loss, we recover as quickly as possible, aiming for a positive rebound. When driving to Alaska for the first time, we had the Alaska Milepost Travel Book that helped us to see what was at major milestones along the way. We could plan our rest, refueling, food, and sightseeing all along the way. During our early days of driving, we focused more on the destination. Today, I'm simply enjoying the journey. We used to push to get from start to ending as fast as possible, but life's a marathon. Turn that push into a stroll. More stops, more celebrations, much more me and us time. Where the, where's that rose that needs to be smelled? We'll stop and spend some time with it. You need to learn your recovery method. Again, it's an aging thing, but I find it's an almost unnecessary stopping place after lunch, my snooze chair. 10 to 15 minutes of a power nap keeps me focused during the remainder of the day. Through the years, I knew this about myself, but I kept it quiet. Today, brag. Someone else needs to know how to rebound. You teach, and if enough people share, you learn. When I was younger, a work-lunch break included friends. Today, it's me hiding away, doing what I want, and enjoying the retreat. Okay, so I'm an introvert. If you know anything about us, you know we gain strength when we retreat. Extroverts gain strength when they mix and mingle i started learning about introversion when working in downtown houston i could walk through the six miles of tunnels during lunch find a little diner sit and relax with people all around except i didn't know anyone now rested let's get back to work publish your goal someone told me that you don't really have a goal unless you can recite it at will to anyone who were to ask Equally, writing it down puts it at the ready to be read, reread, or shared. I told several people this week to take a snapshot of the dreams, deck it out with all the trimmings, publish it to a wall above the workspace, and every time you hit a drudge assignment, glance at your dream, recite your goal, imagine that what you're doing is preparing for that future place. Does this work? Sure. If you want it, you'll work for it. Equally, it helps you analyze what you're presently doing that may be a distraction that prevents your dream from becoming your reality. Eliminate the distractions, focus on the future. Now, work yourself into that mode of realizing what you're aiming for. What happens to that waning energy? Eliminating the distractions will help you become recharged for the goal forward. Hey, God bless you. I hope you're having a great, wonderful day. Praying for you. If I can do anything with you in prayer, just let me know. We'll see you on another morning.